Welcome to, to another episode of Somewhat Radio, or SWR for short. I am your host, Spencer Rogers. As always, welcome back to another episode. Today is August 4th, 2018. The time is 9.08 p.m. or 21.08. In today's episode, I will be talking about pop-up campers. I know in a previous episode, I believe I talked about them briefly. And like I said, it's only briefly, which is why I want to go touch base on them again. Because there are different type of pop-up campers out there, and there are different types that can fit your needs differently, depending on how you want to use them. So in today's episode, that's what I'm going to be going over. And these are the different types there are to talk about. There are traditional pop-up campers, A-frame pop-up campers, where they're also known as hard-sided pop-up campers, and then there are hybrid pop-up campers. So let's start off with the A-frame pop-up campers. They're mostly commonly known as hard-sided pop-up campers. One of the reasons why is obvious, because it has hard sides. Um, if these type of if these type of pop-up campers are not traditional, but they're still pop-up campers, which is the best part about them, because they're not pop-up in the traditional way, but they're still pop-up, and they have hard sides instead of using canvas. And like all pop-up campers, they have their pros and cons, but A-frame campers are pretty good at one thing. And that's keeping the heat, and also if your model has air conditioning, the air conditioning in. Because they're not canvas, so there's not an easy way for the for the air, t- for the warm or cold air to escape. And that's a good thing. So yeah, that's one of the, and it's also pretty helpful depending on where you decide to go camping. Like if you decide to go camping in warmer climates, and your A-frame has air conditioning. It keeps it nice and cool in there. So yeah. And also, they give you a little bit more privacy. Which is a very good thing. Because in traditional pop-up campers... This is more of like a comparison episode, by the way. Just to let you know. So, the the A-frame campers, because they have hard walls instead of uh, canvas walls, they they are better at giving you privacy. And if you're concerned about having privacy, about walking around or doing things in your RV, and it's especially the pop-up, the A-frame camper is the way to go because with the hard sides, the light can't shine through when you have any lights on in your pop-up. And that is a good thing, especially if you want uh, sound deadening in it, because with the hard walls, it... It it keeps everything quiet to minimum that's going around you. And with canvas, not so much. So yeah. There so like I said, that there are many benefits in between comparing it to the traditional and now let's just go on to a little comparison. With the A frame campers, you have here's one of the things in them. They don't have slide-out beds, so there's less living space. And now, if you're if you're willing to give up 
less living space for more privacy, then that's a good thing if you if that's what you want. And that's always a good thing if that like I said, if that is what you want. And for most people, I know they'd probably prefer privacy over living space. But it all depends on the people and your budget and whatnot because A-frame campers are typically more expensive than their traditional pop-up camper counterparts. One reason why is because there's more material going into making the A-frame than there is the pop-up, especially for hard materials. Um, anyway, because with uh, traditional pop-up campers, the beds pull out. There's a bed on each end. But in the uh, A-frame camper, its tra- its size is pretty s- decently small. There's usually only one or two beds, one bed in the back of the camper, and then you can turn the dinette into a bed, depending on what model you get and whatnot, because I know some have the option for a dinette that turns into a bed and some don't. So it's all depending on what you, you want, and if you're buying used and how the previous person who owned it bought it so yeah so overall the loss of living space for privacy is a price to pay but it doesn't matter as long as you're happy with it so let's next up get into the traditional pop-up campers Uh, with these there are negatives of having the canvas walls yeah like i said this is more of a comparison episode this week for the most part this is really not much of a problem as long as you get some reflectix into the um into the walls of the pop-up camper because usually there are several different layers of the camper uh uh the canvas zipper part that zips down and then there is depending on I know I've seen a lot of newer pop-up traditional style campers that have clear windows and now have curtains and to me those still don't do it justice so if you want a good way to keep privacy air conditioning or heat in the rv is getting um reflectix and what that is it's a thin piece of it's like insulation but it's like foil insulation it's hard to explain what it is but it's light it's flexible and it helps keep in the heat. Um, this is a trick I learned from a, from a YouTuber. And him and his wife bought a pop-up camper. And they did a, a small renovation on it. Making it look a little bit more modern. By changing a few things. Updating things. And fixing things that were needed to be fixed. Like seals. That's a big thing. In any of these campers. always, and, and, Or in any RV checking the seals so that way you know you're weatherproofed no matter what type of weather anyway to be continued on what i was saying uh the youtubers who bought the pop-up camper put well the wife put reflectix in the windows partly because it helped keep um the air in and it helped keep it cooler in there and you know that is a good idea and if always you can always have the option of opening canvas, the canvas and the windows and taking it out. So that's one benefit. It's it's not permanent, but you can have it there if you want it to. So if you want to rent, winterize and camp in wintry or colder climates, and you want to keep the heat in it, especially in a pop-up camper, then that's the best and a very good option for that. So yeah, 
And that that's one of the simple tricks that you can do in these. Um, and there are things to consider. And this is one thing I, I dislike about traditional pop-up campers. Most of them um, that you find only have a fresh water tank. They're not going to have a gray water tank or a black water tank. I don't mind not having the black water because most of the time they don't have a, a toilet. And when they do, they're usually a cassette-style toilet. And that's actually perfect. Something I'd prefer is a cassette-style toilet because it means you don't have to worry about a black tank. But anyway, with a gray water tank, it's always nice to have. And those are options and pop-up campers, and and that's a downside to it. But it's always something to think about. Oh, excuse me. That's always something to think about is having a pop-up camper with a gray water tank. And you can always retrofit a gray water tank into your into your RV by routing some hoses to a tank and then having a drainage point in that tank so that is always an aftermarket option you could think about doing whether you'd want to or not and yeah so it's not that bad um yeah so so this and and also this is an important thing to to decide on too because if you're at a campground without full water hookups and and that's might also be like how you're decide to do camping if your campsite doesn't have full water hookups or if you're actually boondocking or somewhere that's not at an actual campsite having the gray water tanks is is not something you might not want to worry about so and so it may be a good thing but if you want so that way in because for me I, in my opinion I would like to have a gray water tank at least because I don't really like knowing that my water is going out into the environment and because it's not a designated drop point like oh well you know what the I can dump my water here no I'd prefer to go to like a spot where I dump my water and whatnot but that's all up to personal preference and something you might want to consider like I said but that's all up to you and last but not least here are the, well, hybrid pop-up campers. These ones are a little bit more tricky, and partly because they're not really pop-up campers, they're more of, they're more of a, whatchamacallit, they're more of a, a pop-up add-on, a pop-out add-on to the travel trailer, because a... There, it's mainly just a travel trailer, and B, it's it really is just a glorified travel trailer with just pop-up beds, pop-out beds, whatever you want to call them. Because in the pop-up campers that are hybrids, it's just a travel trailer, and the traditional travel trailers are amazing. They're like houses on wheels like most RVs are but I mean it's like a decent small apartment size at least for the travel trailers but with with the pop-up hybrid it it's it, it to me it's hard to explain but for the most part I think that if you're trying to do it and if you're doing it it doesn't matter 
much it all is, again a personal preference budget whatnot but in the hybrid campers you got to look at the pros and the cons of it do you want to have a travel trailer but do you want to have a pop-up if you want to have both then yes i see why the tra the the hybrid pop-up camper is a good option but overall i don't think that the that it's worth it partly because you can get way much more space out of a A-frame and a and a traditional pop-up camper. But it's also depending on what parks you want to go to. Where do you want to go? And that does make sense. Because if some parks don't allow pop-ups and you like having a pop-up, but you also like you want to be on the safe side and you need the 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 travel trailer because it's just easier to go that way into parks that don't allow pop-ups. There are some, and I believe one is Yellowstone National Park. I'm not sure why, but I think I can figure out the reason why in next episode, and I will definitely let that out after I've found out my research, if they do give a reasoning why. And if not, I'll just say, well, wasn't able to find one. Anyway, like, it, it makes sense why they exist. It's a good in-between. It's a good in-between, but it's also, uh, eh, it has its pros and cons, like everything. I'm not really sure what those pros and cons are, because those that one isn't really something I have thought about or doing, because in my eyes, I like having the um, Forticon line and having it, and I'd like to get a Forticon line, probably, and tow a trailer or camper behind it, put all my gear into the van, and tow my my camper, which makes sense, and it's a good compromise. Have my van do van life, but in a pop-up. Have my, but in case I'm not in an area where I shouldn't have the pop-up out, I can just use my van as much as I would like. And, yeah, overall I could have two setups, one's more portable while well, the other is just for like a base camp i have it set up somewhere i can go to it like uh today we took me and my family took a day trip down to our family's cabin oh my gosh that is a beautiful place and it's like one of the most relaxing places on earth to me because we get away from the electronics the electricity the internet for the most part although when I was younger, let's say about nine or nine and younger, whenever we went down to our cabin, that was before smartphone era. And that, and when that was smartphone era, it was beginning iPhone. Is the beginning of the iPhone. Let's be real here. It is the beginning of the iPhone. It is the beginning of all different types of Windows Mobile and whatnot, and. And going down to the cabin was nice, relaxing. We have propane, uh, uh, RV propane stove, uh, a propane refrigerator, propane lights. And I know the cabin is sadly not going to get any of those back up and running again for the most part. But, you know, I don't mind much. As long as they're still there and if we keep them there, 
I'm, I'm going to be happy no matter what because they're there and it's a piece of history. I love our cabin. It's one of my most favorite places in, in the world to go. And it's relaxing. But let's say, for example, I bring up my pop-up camper. I leave it there. I take it down when I'm leaving so that way no one can get into it. I lock everything up that lock and lock it all up. I get everything locked up tight. And I decide to leave the camper there and I leave a set of keys for the camper in case anyone wants to come down and they need like their own little getaway space they can use the camper and I'm definitely gonna install like solar panels or whatnot onto it because I because at least if it's down there at the cabin it at least has some form of electricity to keep everything running which wouldn't be too bad and and I know with today's world, smartphones, iPods, and whatnot, having some form of communication into the world to say, hey, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, bro brother, sister, all my friends on Facebook, whatnot, I'm here. I'm not going to be on my phone for a while. I'm off at my retreat. I'm having a good old time on vacation. And you know what? Everyone has the right to do that, and everyone has the ability to do that, if they want to, and if they have the time and whatnot. I mean, it's, it's, and I love the cabin. We usually get, go there at least once a week, if lucky, and if not, we usually are able to go there small amounts of time. Small itty-bitty amounts of time. And I know, and I would appreciate it, if... If I had like a pop-up camper, a traditional or A-frame, because those two are the best versatile things to have. And even if I did have my van, I recently, I, I got a, a next episode, I'll talk about a company that I recently found on YouTube. Well, I walk around of the company, and it was an amazing company. I do have to say that. I forget the name of it. I'll mention it in next ep week's episode and have a small segment about it in my... 20 minute podcast 30 minute whatnot so yeah and i know i didn't say much about hybrid pop-up campers but that's partly because they're just a traditional they're just a traditional travel trailer but with uh, pop-out beds that's not too bad right so that's all i really got to say about them for hybrid pop-ups at all so overall the only two that i'd prefer in my opinion i like if you have a hybrid pop-up camper, well, good for you. You like that style? That's good. But, I mean, it doesn't fit my tastes. I like the small, I like the quirkiness of the traditional or A-frame pop-up campers. So, overall, and again, back to my cabin. If I have a pop-up camper there, I, I want it to last. And I want it to be there for people to enjoy and use as well. Because if I'm by myself and I have my van, too, because I know I'm going to build a van, but I'm also going to um, have a camper. And having a camper and a van, I can do a lot of things with it. A lot of things. And like I said, one of those things is I can have a base camp. And then I can also have a travel. I can go travel. I can travel with both. And if I have guests with me, I can have a quote-unquote guest room. Put them in the pop-up camper, let them enjoy their time in there, alone, away from me, so they can have their own time. 
together. If I brought friends along and whatnot, especially if they were a friend and their significant other. But still, it's things like that that would be good to have a travel trailer and my van for. Anyway, I think that's about it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening. Remember, I whenever this episode is uploaded, it will be on cross-platform. But main, one of the main things I listen to, just so that way I can listen to it to see, okay, do I sound like an idiot or not, is iTunes. Because I have an iPod and I have an iPhone and I like listening to it on the go occasionally with a different podcast. Um, so yeah, uh, check for check me out on iTunes since that's where I definitely get some uh, or a good ch- decent amount of traffic for the most part, I think. Um, thank you for tuning in. I'll see you in the next week's episode and I'll catch you all later.